Both of you were on Miss Marvel, That's the right. Disney show. Probably the two biggest games that I'm in, Overwatch, and then a game called Apex Legends. You have more than a million followers on Instagram. Which is, in, and which is insane. A lot me. of it's from the video game, yes. right? I was on The Sopranos, and I still don't tell people what I did. Why are artists told you're not a real artist unless you're making your living from that one thing? Yes. Taking away that myth of the starving artist. Okay. And turning it mm. into the myth of the hungry artist. And I was like, well, if that's not the universe speaking to me right now through Arlen, I don't know what is. <laughs>I'm so happy to be here right now. I can't even tell you. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for having me. I, Thank you. I, ever since we met, I have been devouring every bit of Arlen Hamilton content I've been <laughs> able to get my hands on, and, and so for the better. Well, that's super, it. super flattering. Thank you. And you're an author, and you, you read my book, and all these different yeah. things. You know, it's just really flattering. I wonder, is there... Is there something, is there a resonance that you felt? Oh my gosh, so much, yeah. so many. The, the specific thing that hit me the most, it was actually, it was last weekend when I was listening to the audiobook. Yeah. And uh, I was having a very, like, I had an unexpected like six hour window that popped up because something got canceled, which never, like six whole hours yeah. of not planned time. What is this beautiful yeah. dark magic? So I was using it to run errands and I was using it to do a bunch of stuff. And lately, a lot of people have been telling me, no, 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 you know, you need to take the time to just stop, to just rest, to stop, to really stop, just stop. And I was feeling so full as I was listening to your book and organizing the office and feeling so full as I was listening to your book and doing all the errands. And then I said to myself at one point, well, wh why do I have to stop? Why can't my self-care look like I'm getting things done? Because that's what it feels like to me. And right at that moment... I came upon that chapter of yours about self-care, yeah. where you say self-care doesn't have to be Instagrammable, and I was like, well, if that's not the universe speaking to me right now through Arlen, I don't know what is. Because <laughs> that's I, amazing. I think we really do get this prescriptive sense from the outside world of what it's supposed to look like, mm -hmm. and, and self-care, it's me, I get to decide, not mm -hmm. someone else. Even when it's with the best intentions, sure. there, there's a sp specific way it's supposed to be, you know, yeah. actually no, that not, doesn't, because you know, so some people don't necessarily want a work-life balance. Some people like the I meshing of I love the yeah. mixture, I don't like balance yeah. so much, period, yeah. because like, look, a, a seesaw at balance is boring, it's not going yeah. anywhere, yeah. but I do love there to be equanimity. Yeah. I love, uh, you know, that there's a, there's a push and a pull and Ebb eventually and it all kinds of, yeah. it, it all kinds of evens out, but yeah. I, uh, balance bores me. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's all talk right. about, I want to know everything. So, um, first of all, I just saw you with my wife, Anna. I just saw you on Dead to Me. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? So much fun. So it's a television show on Netflix yes. with Christina Applegate and Linda Tony, Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, who at one point was the highest paid actress on television against um, Mariska Hargitay a few years ago. Really? I just remember that as like a little... I uh, remember Ellen Pompeo on, on well, that show, too. Well, she certainly is. She's yeah, now. Yeah, now. She is now, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about... Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Linda sure deserves it. She was she, so... I mean, both of them... So out of this world in this in this series. So did you watch the series before you got I the did. gig? I okay. did. We were in love with it. And okay. also, I never wanted to drink wine more than watching that series, <laughs> which was very strange. Not really because they drink so much wine. But yes. I, I loved it so much. We loved it. I and my husband both. Because the, the chemistry between the two of them was so... So clearly, like those two, yeah. the show didn't, wouldn't happen without those two. The rest of the cast was phenomenal. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but uh, but there was just something about the magic of how they played off each other, and um, and I have to say, and this is this is 
it was such a joy to then be on that set, not just because I loved the show, but because the second I got there, you could feel why it was such a good show mm. because the energy there was positive. Everything was run really well. Um, the the showrunner Liz Feldman was also directing the yeah. episode, and it was. I just felt so welcome. Yes. And so valued. And as a guest performer, when you come on a show, you never really know what you're walking into. Like, you always assume, you know, it's going to be good until proven otherwise. It's going to be an enjoyable thing. But, yeah. but a cast always has their own family that they've built together and their own rhythm. And you're just trying to slide in there mm -hmm. and fit in and be a good dinner guest or whatever for how long you're, you're there. And these ladies just welcomed me in like you wouldn't believe. And our scenes were not, like, happy material. No, not at all. But she was just so, so warm and so kind and so appreciative of the work that I had done before I came in so that her job could be easier. Yeah, when you say her, you're uh, Linda. Linda, yeah. yeah not yeah. easy, but easier. Yeah. And so she could do her thing, thing because yes. she's so we don't want to spoil it because they're going to be no. I hate when people spoil stuff because oh, no, no, I think no, no, it's no, been no. out for a few weeks so uh -uh. no I was on The Sopranos and I still don't tell people what I did because oh, really? I it's a big spoiler you were on The but do you know I mean can you say what season, season six season six yes. Sopranos on it yes okay. it was my second my second television job how many television appearances have you had no idea a bunch what would you guess ballpark Somewhere around 100. 100. I feel like. And then, of course, we met through all types of people. Yes, really but through yes. Alicia. Yeah, Alicia, yes. who I met through Diana Demina. And it's just so, it's just such a beautiful kind of yeah. thing. And so thank you to Diana and Alicia. Um, yes, and Alicia, I, 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 have to, I have to give props to Alicia yeah. because she's been one of my North Stars. We've known each other since 2004. Wow. It's a long, long time ago. We did a show together in New York. Yes. And... Just the way she lives and the way she is with people, mm -hmm. just her incredible career, yeah. her great relationship yeah. with her husband, all of these, but just the way she is as a person. Yeah. I I was at a very low point when I met her, yeah. personally. Yeah. And I remember looking at her and looking at David and thinking, these two, these two are my proof that it's, it's gonna possible. be okay. Let me give a little context. Alicia, we're talking about played Fig on yes. Orange Is the New Black. Correct. It's the quickest way to think about it because yeah. she's been on so many things, just like you. And uh, the reason we met in that circumstance recently is because both of you were on Miss Marvel, That's the right. Disney show. That's right. The Disney Plus show. Exactly. And right. what's so interesting to me, we, we were just talking about this before before we started taping. She's such a sweetheart, and she plays. Such awful human beings she really so does. well. She really does. But that's it. Just seems to be a thing. Like I have, I have uh, so many friends who are just the sweetest, sweetest yeah. people. And then all of a sudden, you get them on film, and they can they, they can, can pull do it, out. it. Maybe it's some sort of therapeutic thing. Maybe. I mean, yeah. maybe they get it out of their system, so yeah. they don't have to I mean, be that she, way. Yeah, she she's fantastic. There there are few characters as memorable as Fig on Orange Is the yeah. New Black, and then Miss Marvel was so good and so fun and colorful yeah. and vibrant and fresh and different. How was that experience for you? Exactly the words you described. Yeah. Like, for, it, it was like, look, you, you would think that after you've been doing this for 25 years, you're like, okay, yeah, well, it's a job. You go in, I mean, yeah. it's a cool job, it's a job. Yeah. No, I was giddy every single day yeah. I was there. Yeah. Everyone who was there was so clearly a labor of love. Everyone was there because they cared about it, because they wanted it to succeed, mm -hmm. because they cared about telling the story authentically and right, and not just authentic to the, the culture that was the, the sort of palette the bedrock. that the story was mm -hmm. being told on, mm -hmm. but true to this character that we were going to learn about and launch into the MCU as this yes. new giant superhero. And obviously she already had um, 
you know, the character was already fleshed out in the comics, but mm. to bring her to life and to have this young lady, Iman, Iman Bellani, be so perfect for that role and such a great number one on the set, and it was just every day. I remember there was a day we were shooting a, we were shooting a scene outside the mosque, and it was like two o'clock in the morning, freezing cold, but we're all dressed as if it's May. Mm. And I could not have been happier. <laughs> you were like, could oh not have been happier. Playground. I was like, this is awesome. I'm living the dream. <laughs> like, I just had a great time every time yeah. I was there. Did, wasn't it just an, uh, recently announced that she, her character is going to be now in the movie and, and with Brie Larson? Yes, yeah. So that wasn't actually, uh, thankfully, it was announced a, a, a little bit, a little while ago because it, it oh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but don't there's spoil. a reason. Yes. There's a reason for that yeah. and we see it in the series yeah. but um, but it's more information is coming out oh. more and more information is coming out about what that story is going to be yeah can and I tell you that Marvel like I'm not a big um I've had ex-girlfriends in the past try to make me like Star Wars fans or Star Trek fans, and I'm not big on that yeah. type of thing. Harry Potter, Twilight, none of that. Mm -hmm. But Marvel, for some reason, really resonates with me. Mm. And I think part of it, in addition to it just being fun and, and well done, I think, and like having the actors that I like, I think part of it is that um, as corny as it sounds, it's that I know that there's going to be like a few years of it. It's something yeah. to look forward to. Sure. It's like a family. And so I, I, the closest thing is my general hospital. You know, general hospital is very close to my heart. Have you been watching it since like Luke and Laura? Like, I've been, the, yeah, well, okay. they were, I would have been six when they got married or something like that. But I have been w watching it since I was a child. I love this story. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so but the, the Marvel, what is it like to be in that fabric? It's... Uh, like, like I know it intellectually, but it it doesn't really sink in the way I would exp yeah. you think it does. Yeah, because it's, it's I, gonna I still hit feel you in like, a few years. well, I still watch every. I, I watch Ms. Marvel, and I'm like, wow, look at how cool this show! Oh, I forgot and, it was in it. And you're like, like oh, that was oh, wow, okay, <laughs> cool. I'm I'm in it. This is amazing. For those who haven't seen Ms. Marvel mm -hmm. or thinking about seeing it, tell us just a little bit about it because it's just it's so great. Ms. Marvel is the introduction of a new superhero in the Marvel Universe. And it is such a, it's a beautiful coming of age story, really. Um, the only other story I think we have s sort of similar to it in the MCU is Peter Parker. Oh, but the yeah, wonderful yeah, thing right. about Kamala Khan is that she comes in as, just like the rest of us do, she comes in as a fan yeah. of these characters. Now they're real, people yeah. on the show. So She's she definitely comes in winking at us, but it's, we like it. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of the visual inspiration came from things like Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. so you, it's just fun and bright and wonderful. And it is a view into a culture that we don't see uh, represented necessarily normally. Yeah. And I don't mean just like we normally see it. We don't see it normalized. What is it? Uh, the, the Pakistani Muslim culture. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so what I love so much about that is that we, every day we were on set, I'm like, yeah, this looks like growing up. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm Indian and I'm Hindu, but we had Pakistani Muslim friends and we all intertwined and we all spent days and nights and all sorts of time together. And every... Every scene that you see with the family or the friends, it transcends any one culture. Mm -hmm. Because all of these stories are not about one 
thing, and all of these people are not just about one thing. They are the u- unique combination of all of the things yes. that make them who they are. Yeah. And so uh, I I love the show. Watch it. I hope everyone loves it as much as I do. I just it's a it's a fantastic show, and I cannot speak more highly about Iman Bellani. She's just she's just phenomenal as and a she, character. Was she an actress before? Nope. Yeah, she was just sort of like... Nope, she was a fan of... How did they find her? Well, <laughs> so they were doing open calls. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember if it was her auntie or her grandmother or someone, but in true... Uh, a South Asian form. Yeah. They had a WhatsApp going on, and she, yeah. you know, wrote in there, "Hey, they're doing this audition. You should go." And because Iman was such a huge fan already, she was like, "Okay, I, I don't really have interest in being an actor, but I would hate myself if I don't at least yeah. try." Yeah. And I mean, I obviously wasn't there, but by by all uh, accounts of the situation, everyone was like, "Oh, oh she is." Like, we're not just talking to this person who can act this role. She is, is this a, role. She, it's so natural. She's such a, she's such so a huge... She, she, her Marvel lore rolls deep. Yeah. Like, she goes deep. Yeah. I would like to see her with uh, the, the character that was introduced in the last uh, Doctor Strange, who is the... Yes, America. Mar- yeah. Yeah, America Vasquez. Uh, the two really of them cool. have become good friends. Oh, really? So yeah, I'd like lovely. to see them interact, and I know you well, can't say anything. I suspect we'll all have a chance to see that, because, uh, I look, I know as much as you do yeah, about yeah. the future of everything, yeah. but... Uh, I, I that character Iman's character uh, Ms. Marvel has definitely been like she's now going to be part of that Marvel universe for a nice long That's long time great. we're going to get a chance That's to great. see her playing with a lot of people what do you think of Bob Iger coming back I don't. I. I, uh, I mean, do you get into the politics? No, I and really the don't. I, I stuff? kind of purposefully don't. Okay. The only time I, I do pay attention is when there is, uh, unfortunately, when there is something particularly like harassment or something. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. There's something particularly yeah. painful, and we see stories about that a lot. But two old white guys yelling at each other is not really not interesting to you. So much because for me, that's <laughs> look. There, there is. I am a producer too, and I'm an actress, and I'm yeah. an author. And to me, part of the producer's job is to keep that away from the, the actors talent. so they don't have to deal with that. That's fair. You know, to or at least if it, make a, like a semi-permeable shield. Yeah. If they want to know, they can know. But I feel like in order for people to do their job, they have to have some kind of sense of stability. Yeah. They have to have some kind of sense that the people over there know what they're doing, so I'm going to do yeah. my thing because I know what I'm doing. Because acting, like I, I, I watch Anna, my wife, I, act, I watch her uh, and her learning acting the craft, you know, yeah. and I do. I read scenes with hers. Uh-huh. I'm always the person, and gotta say, I'm really good at that. You know, uh, but, partners have that. Yeah. You know, whether you like it or not, you're gonna have That's to do it. That's my role for the rest of my life. But I just, I figured out something, and you can tell me if I'm wrong tell here. Me. Okay, acting is playing make believe as if it were real. That's exactly what it is. Okay. That is exactly what it is. I do that all the time. Yeah. And in order to, this is coming back to your point about mm-hmm. having the cocoon, is that in order to do that, you have to, you can't be like exactly. distracted by the, the, the real, real, real that's happening over here. You yes. have to be in where the mosque at 2 a.m. is a thrill. Yes, and you do have to be, like, you're not completely yeah. in, you know, you, yeah. you are still yourself. You yeah. do know the technical things that yeah. you have to be handling. But, uh, but the more, just like in life, the more your team is handling things in your company or mm-hmm. as an actor, your agents, all that. The more, the more your team is handling all of those things, the more you can focus your energy on. This is the reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here to do this thing, mm-hmm. and I do feel like as I feel like for actors, we have been sold a false bill of goods 
in many ways. Well, a lot of us have. Uh, in that entrepreneurs and actors really are embarking on the same journey. Mm -hmm. It's just that actors are usually told, oh, you're going to struggle, or you're going to be bad with money, or you're going to have to have a day job for the rest of your life. Oh, what's you, what, you're, you're an actor. Or do you wait tables? Whereas most of the entrepreneurs I know in my life, I know that you you mm -hmm. definitely were like tenacious AF, but but do you like that? Do you like that I just like completely kept myself from cursing there? I yeah, told you okay. um, uh, I, I, But I think a lot more entrepreneurs are encouraged and, and say, so, oh, yeah, this is great. You're, you're, you're in Innovative. You're doing this really cool thing, and mm -hmm. we're doing the same thing. It's the only yeah. difference is that for actors and artists, you are the CEO and you are the product. Yeah, yeah. And so when we start and we are the team, it's very hard to differentiate between yourself and that product. Mm -hmm. And then as time goes on and you can build your team, you have your agent, you have your manager, or you have the, you have people. Maybe you have assistants. Whoever, whatever it is, the more you can build that team to to pair away the things that distract you, the more you realize, oh yeah, the, the, this is the thing I'm supposed to be able to focus on. Yeah. And ideally, in a world where everybody knows what they're doing, like when you're on set, you trust that the director knows what they're doing so that you can do your job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I, that is a very long way of saying I, I generally don't lean into whether it is uh, a studio politics or, or mm. anything like that because I, I have a low tolerance for hearing about things I can't do anything about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, or or sh don't need to do anything about yeah, in this case. Yeah. Uh, as long as they're, as long as the checks are getting cashed well, and. As like long as everybody's being taken terminal. care of, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. And, and it's a whole other story if it's something where people need me to back them yeah. up, or, or you know, if, if it's a it's a movement that we're. Yeah. Working it also with. seems pretty stressful to um, not in the Marvel world, but in the DC world. There's all kinds of James Gunn stuff happening, and like it just yeah. seems stressful to be to be all in that as an observer. I can't imagine just being in it. So that's that's. I, I, yeah, and I think, you know, I, I not being directly related to anyone who's been going through all yeah. of that, I personally, if I put myself in the shoes of someone who has, I think, okay, I, I am so intensely connected to my friends, and 90% of my friends are people that I work with, mm -hmm. because I don't have time to hang out with my friends unless we're working together, mm -hmm. so we work together a lot. And if I were to be in a position where I had to deal with that kind of just that kind of angst on behalf of someone else, it would it would break my heart. Yeah, you know, it would rip me apart. Yeah. And so, I I feel I f definitely feel for people who are involved in in those situations, and I feel for people who were either either feel like their rug got pulled out from under them, or they thought they knew someone, or, or and they didn't. Mm -hmm. But I. I I admittedly have done my best to. I don't know. I, I'm very lucky. I. I'm looking up here because I'm trying to think of any times that I have ever had a bad, like a genuinely bad, mm -hmm. abusive or whatever experience with someone uh, in a in a show or on a set or anything. And I, I can I can think of one. There was a, a play director that locked me in a closet to tell me I was ruining the show. Oh, uh, he no longer was with the show by the time we kept moving. But um, wow, and we got great reviews. So <laughs> suck it. Um, but. Yeah, I, 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 that's it. I, yeah, really and with a hundred or more credits on television alone, not to mention movies and not to mention the voiceover work you do, yeah. to have that and record theater. and theater, yeah. everything, to have that record of it, it being, you, you, you must still obviously enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. Do you think of it, though, going back to this, the uh, analogy you gave to it being an entrepreneur, do you have kind of milestones and, and metrics you want to reach? I want to be do this or 
So I do now. I've only in recent years really started to adapt my mindset to that that thesis. Yeah. And uh, and I've also done so kind of frustrated. Like I'm like, how did I not know this before? This yeah. would have been so much less tumultuous on the inside. Um, the benchmarks are difficult when you're an actor, mostly because so much of, like say I wanna say, okay, I wanna hit a series regular by 2003 or mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. I, that's not entirely in your hands. Yeah, well I actually also mean, because this is your first million, I, I wonder mm -hmm. too, do you think about like um, financial Sure. Uh, milestones because I yeah I do but I don't and this is again this is another thing that I wish all actors and artists of all kinds could feel I, I see those benchmarks but I don't see them just from my acting I don't mm. look at them just from my oh, acting so revenue me, streams are you talking revenue streams because yes, to me this is again entrepreneurs everybody does it everybody's told to diversify our portfolio yeah. why are artists told you're not a real artist unless you're making your living from that one thing yes there's, yes. there's no reason yes even A-list actors all have a side hustle. It's just a, a clothing line or a perfume. Absolutely. Look or, at uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. his newest one? Well, he has Mint Mobile. He has Rexham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got so many things. He's, and then Ashton Kutcher is yeah, doing yeah, venture, yeah. Capitalism, venture capital work. And yeah. I, um, so I get frustrated on behalf yes. of actors. And I very much want to not just diversify your financial life, but your creative life. Yes. Is very yes. important. And by doing that, by having all different branches of the tree, uh, of your storytelling tree be a part of your career, you also protect yourself from, as we saw in 2020, you protect yourself from, well, what if one of these industries goes down for a while? Yeah. Well, and, what about the, the voiceover work? Because yeah. you, I don't do a lot of gaming, but tell me one or two games that you, you're the voice and what character. Sure. Because I know that people go, they come from all over the place to come see you at these yeah, events. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't like, it wonderful? You, yeah, you have more than a million followers on Instagram. Which is, in, and which is insane. A lot me. of it's from the video game, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, what is, absolutely. What are the... So, um, probably the two biggest games that I'm in uh, is a game called Overwatch, where I play a character named Symmetra. Okay. And then a game called Apex Legends, where I play yeah. a character named Rampart. Wow. And then a bunch of other games and I, I feel like, um, for me, it's extra exciting because I was a gamer as a kid. I started. Nice. I played, played Dungeons and Dragons from age eight, and uh, then you know on our Apple II Plus, I would do a little <laughs> bit of programming and you ah, know all so that. You're a hacker. I, yeah. I was well, not so much a hacker. I, like when I say a little bit of programming, I was like, I'm going to make a lemonade stand. Yeah. Um, but so I already had that love of games, and, and I have a love of, of, of gamifying everything. Mm -hmm. I really like Because that. you say that you take, what do you say, you take fun seriously? I take my fun very seriously. You take your fun very seriously. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So, I don't, like I said, I don't have a, a, a lot of time to be spending just having fun. Which right. sounds like just having fun. We all should be having fun. Yeah. Like, yes, I, I understand that. But when you have your concentrated periods of time, you really want to relish it. Mm. So if I'm going to, I don't take myself seriously, but I take my fun seriously. Mm -hmm. I take my fun as seriously as I take my career, as seriously as I take taking care of my relationship and my family. Yeah. Uh, because there's, there's no reason not to milk that time for as much as you possibly can. If I'm playing a game, I want people to commit. Let's play. And not be crazy. I don't mean yeah, be crazy like competitive. competitive. No, 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 just no. Like, I just I hate elimination games. So oh. competition for me, like I, it like knocks me out. <laughs> I start like I go. I, I love collaborative games. Yeah. Which is why I like uh, Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop role playing games so much because really it's just collaborative storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I uh, 
I do. I take my fun very seriously, and I make sure that if I'm going to choose to do something recreational, it's something I can really lean into. Mm-hmm. It's something I can really dive mm-hmm. in with. And I, I'm very, very lucky that so much of my career right now uh, also involves getting to play games in addition to not streaming, but getting to play, like getting to play D and D with my friends at Critical Role or some of the other companies. So talk about that again. Mm-hmm. Yes. What? So there's a, a company called Critical Role, um, who are they are by no means the only one, but they're probably the most prominent uh, uh, company where that are essentially streaming their live D and D game. Wow. And have been for years, and it started from just you know just a bunch of voice actors sitting at home playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. and it exploded. And it is a it is a worldwide sensation. And people watch you play. People watch. Because that's the thing. thing. But the thing is, it's not, and and no disrespect to people who are streaming video games, but I I can't, I don't enjoy watching that so much. But the reason I, I think people really enjoy watching these live action role playing games I'm not, not live act, we're not like running around with swords and mm-hmm. playing the games is because it it's long form improv oh yeah we're doing yeah. long form yeah. improv it's just that we're not depending on the audience for suggestions we're depending on a game master and we decide what we want to do but the dice decide whether we can do it or not yes and so you're you're constantly working with each other to tell the story and if you're playing with someone who's not committed to the story it's no fun yeah, so you have to, it's acting yes. in, in that game in, yes. in itself. Yeah, I started and, to, yeah. And it's, I, I feel like it's very important to let people know, particularly people who are only introduced to it through companies like Critical Role or Critical yeah. Role or Dimension 20 or some of these other companies that are doing incredible work. You don't have to be an actor. No. We all played pretend. No, but it's like, kids. it's fun acting, it's play yeah. acting. Yeah, and it's a great way to explore so much about the human condition. You can, things that you maybe don't want to express about yourself mm-hmm. in the real world, you have a chance to safely do that with friends. Yeah. You can play an evil character, you can play a powerful character, you can play a character with a lot of vulnerabilities. It's The the world is yours. Yeah, I imagine it has saved a few lives. I am 100% yeah. sure. I, I could see that very yeah. easily, yeah. yeah. And you, your book, which is Fun Size, what's the I full fun title? Si- I, I am, am Fun si- Size and So Are You, Thoughts from a Tiny yeah. Human on Living a Giant Life. And your book stems from this YouTube channel you had that kind of came not out of nowhere but it wasn't yeah. something you planned so much so talk a little bit about the book itself mm-hmm. what you want people to take from it because fun size I'm thinking okay it's, you're going to talk human. about your right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's tiny human or candy bar one yeah. or the other but for me <laughs> so when I first started uh, the web series the way it came about was I I had fallen in love with this online community this gaming community the artists the cosplayers everybody who I was starting to get a chance to connect with through mm. Overwatch and then all the other things that I was being involved in and they were so generous uh, they would just give and give and give their art, their this, their that, support that I thought, okay, you gotta, you gotta get off your ass and give these people something mm. more. You can't, mm. just, you, you can't just like do this voice. There's something more that you can do. And the only thing that I have that no one else has is my set of experiences and the way I went through them. Gracefully, not gracefully, failures, successes, whatever it is. Sure. And there was a combination of two things that really hit me the night that I decided to do that first episode and lay it out there. One, I heard fun size, and I used the term fun size for myself, but then I realized how exclusive that is Mm -hmm. because it sort of implied, well, then only this person is built for fun. No, everybody's built for fun. Yeah. We're all built for fun. Yeah. Whatever, we're, we're on the planet, we're built to enjoy it. We're built to have these huge lives. 
And then the problem is that so much in life can make us feel small yeah. or play small or feel alone. And that is something that just, I, it, is, it is one of the greatest, I, I, uh, it, it hurts my soul to think mm -hmm. of people thinking that they're alone. Yeah. I know a lot of people who say their worst decisions that they ever made, they made while they were drunk. Worst decisions I ever made, I made when I felt like I was alone. Hmm. When I felt like no one understood me, no one would understand me, I was ashamed of myself, whatever it was, there's always someone out there. And I wanted so many, I, so many of these, um, these lovely folks in the community would write me DMs and ask me life questions. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not qualified to answer this, yeah. but I can tell you feel you need to reach out to someone. So I Am Fun Size was born out of that, out of me wanting to share something with them. And it's by no means advice. I am not a professional. It's I'm companionship. Not a, a exactly. Bit. It's, it's, it's like, just saying, you know hey, what? We're here. We're yeah. here. We're here. We're here having fun. And if someone would ask me a question, because I gave people my, my front facing email address, mm -hmm. Anjali at I Am Fun Size, and they would send in questions. And essentially, the show was about me saying, cool, well, so you asked me this question. Let me think about a story that happened in my own life and how I handled it, and that seems very similar. Yeah. And it forced me to really think about those questions and answering them in a particularly, in, in a way I hadn't heard someone else answer them before. Like, yeah. what does it really mean to me yeah. to, when someone asks me about that? It's the same as when people are like, how do you learn all those lines? And lots of actors are like, can you believe they asked that? I'm like, no, it's a real question. Yeah, I, I have that question. Well, the, uh, for me, uh, the, the answer is, first I memorize the thought process then the feelings come out of the thought process because when you are thinking something, thoughts become things. And then as, as you have those feelings, your character is acting on those feelings. So it's not just the lines that I'm working through, it's this sense, it's the, it's the train of thought mm. that the character has. And so as long as I understand the sense of the scene, I'll go through, I'll do the scene, uh, and I'll do the lines, Maybe not word for word, but I'll do them with that thought process, and then I'll go back to the script and be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That wasn't word for word. That wasn't word for word. And then get that part exact. Yeah. But if I have the thoughts, I'm. that's it. Yeah. I, my, 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 my shield is impenetrable. I mean, I was just talking to my brother about that, yeah. my brother Rook, about like how, how does someone who, you know, is getting into acting, if that's the one thing that they're worried about... I'm like, there's so many people who are actors, it can't be that that is impossible no, to figure exactly. out. No, exactly. And everybody has their own yeah. way. You know, when I was when I was in high school, I used flashcards. Like, whatever oh, yeah. whatever works for you. Do you teach this? Do I teach this? I do you, not teach acting. Yeah. But I do, I am uh, doing some seminars on the mindset, the, the, the basically taking away that myth of the starving artist okay. and turning it mm. into the myth of the hungry artist. Yeah. Because, no, you don't have to live out of your car, you don't have to starve, you don't have to struggle, but you do want to stay hungry. Yeah. Because you can't create if you're not just the tiniest bit hungry. People call it a little bit crazy, I call it a little bit hungry. Mm. And uh, so I do, I do do that. But I also, as far as acting is concerned, everybody has to figure out their own set of tools mm. or how to use their own set of tools. I think the best acting schools and the best acting teachers just lay out the tools and teach you how to use them, and then you decide what your toolkit has. Mm. Mm. That that that's and that's, that's like what I a wanted video the book game. to be. Yes, just like a video game, See? and it's what I wanted the book to be too. The book is like a series of essays, and uh, most of them are based on episode the, the same questions from some of the episodes, but mm -hmm. some are not. Mm -hmm. And it's very much like a take it or leave it, like read it in any order. Yep. 
and it's here's like my story. Yeah. yeah, here's my story. An it anthology, might work for you. even. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. might work for you. It might not, but it might just shift the way you look through this kaleidoscope, just like one degree, so you suddenly see an answer. And it might not be my answer, but you might see it because something triggered that in you. What sort of uh, response to the book have you had? I am. I, it's gonna make me cry. <laughs> I've I've had an unexpectedly unexpectedly beautiful. A, a set of responses to the book. I did not expect it to become a bestseller right away. That was that was that alone was. Uh, I, I'm speechless, which obviously I don't get very often, as you can tell. <laughs> you do not. Um, no, but uh, the responses that I, I I have read and the reviews that I have read from people, where they say it's it's like sitting with your best friend. Yeah. Or it's 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 the book you didn't know you needed. Um, even people who hate, you know, what do they call it now? Prescription nonfiction, which is essentially self-help, and I don't oh, like self-help mm. either. I'm like, I, I will help myself. I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to read a book about yeah. it. Um, it's just, even people who don't like that genre understand that this is cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to solve your problem, but why don't we talk about? You know what? I remember this thing happened. Yeah. I remember this thing happened, and yeah. this is what does that trigger anything? And more than anything, the the. The messages that I've gotten about people saying, I thought I was alone. Yeah. Yeah. And Which is exactly what you were hoping for. It, is, it's, it, is, it has become my number one mission in life. And I, I, I say this a lot too that I, I didn't understand necessarily early on why I was an actress, but I also feel like your passion and your purpose are not the same thing. Your passion is the way you fulfill your purpose, right? So my weapon of choice to fulfill my purpose is storytelling. But my purpose is. What do you want and how do we get it? Mm -hmm. You want to go on a journey? I got you. Mm -hmm. You want to you want to experience this thing? You want to you want some catharsis through this story? I got you. I got you. Stay where you are. You don't have your life doesn't have to change, but I'm going to help you have this experience and maybe that'll change you. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll just be happy and you'll leave the theater or you'll leave the show. And why is that important to you? Because I uh, like I said, I have had I spent too many years mistaking, like really not understanding, like, like being a thirsty fish in the ocean. That there, there, there was were so people. much love. Yeah, there was so much love. There was so much support, and not just from people I knew. There's strangers, complete strangers. Mm -hmm. All things being equal, I honestly think we lean towards supporting each other. Complete yeah. strangers. Yeah. You see someone in pain. Your instinct is not let me punch them. Your instinct is let me That's think. Right. How can I stop that? How can I help? Because I don't want anyone to mistake this with you're an actress. People know you, so of course people care. Yeah, no, you're I mean saying, nobody knew me. Nobody, yeah, yeah, but nobody yeah. knew me for a nice long time, yeah. and still a lot of people don't know yeah. me. But there's, I, 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 and also there were so many times in my life. We're talk about benchmarks. There's so many times in my life where I was living the dream on paper and I was miserable because mm. I didn't know. I didn't know these specific things, these bright, shiny dots on the timeline of my life are not my life. I thought the show was the thing or the boyfriend was the thing or all of these things were yeah. the thing. And I couldn't see all of these beautiful things that were being thrown at me by people. You know, you know, when you're in a bad relationship, you only want the attention from that person. And meanwhile, you've got your whole family and all your friends yep. telling you how much they love you. And you're like, I don't care. I care about him. <laughs> um, and, and that yeah. I, I can't tell you how many years I spent doing that. Yeah. So that's that's the reason I don't want anyone to feel like. Their dreams are unattainable. I don't want anyone to feel like happiness is unattainable because, believe me, I spent many, many, many years thinking I, it was not attainable sure. for me. 
and um, and feeling guilty about that because I grew up I grew up with a fantastic family, I wanted for nothing. So if I was, I, I, I if if I was feeling that, I must be being ungrateful. Mm-hmm. What right do I have to feel miserable? Okay, well you have a right to feel anything, but you don't have to. Yeah, there's yeah. someone here. Yeah. There's always someone here. With all that you've done, are you? Is it? fair to say you'll do another 100 TV shows or what is the next sort of step for you? I mean, I... I, Or does it have to be one? I don't... Does there have to be one? It's not planned. Yeah. It's definitely not planned. Like, my benchmarks don't have to necessarily do with what the project is. Yeah. Or what the project is going to look like. I know that I'm working on some projects. I know I'm producing this show and I know that I'm working on this book and all of that. But but the the dream project, I have no idea. But that's... I I wondered that, too, because I I guess it's two different questions, even though I'm asking the same way. Like, is there... Like, mine is... I want to be on General Hospital, but okay. I'm not an actor, Fair. so that's not that's the only dream is to be on General Hospital, okay. um, which is totally doable. Working on it, working on it, and I, it's it's <laughs> it's totally doable. Yes, everybody wants my Shark Tank, same same channel. Just put me on, just just so take just me like, a little, 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 little daytime. What is is there like? Um, yeah, I guess just is there an actor or a situation that so it may not be like you do it forever or it's like the only thing but it's just like for one day I'd love to be on that set. Yeah, there are so many like yeah. it's it's like I'm, 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 like yeah. I can't even pick one and what? and I've been very lucky because a lot of them have happened. Working exactly. with Linda was one of was yeah. one of them. She was so extraordinary. Um I am in love with so many of the Brits like uh, Sir Ian McKellen. So Hel- oh my god, Helen Mirren Helen, you mention her a lot in your book. Woo! I love <laughs> Helen Mirren. There is no, I mean, she is just, she's everything. And she swears, which I dig. Yeah. Um, but she's fantastic. Like, watching her and Harrison Ford in 1923 is just, just came out. Yeah. <gasps> it's so good. It's so good. And so the the depth that so many of those actors, I love Gary Oldman, I love Sir Ian McKellen, I love Patrick Stewart. I've loved him since I, Claudius, way before, you know, Star Trek. And, and, have you and been Professor on Star X. Trek? I have not. That is that is definitely. I feel I, like I was you a, should be on Star Trek. I feel like I should be on Star Trek too. I feel like um, that it's is not like for lack of trying, but it's definitely for... it's very much in my wheel. I did play a Vulcan in a commercial once. Oh, very interesting. So that that counts. I hope. Is Sir Ian McKellen? McKellen. McKellen. Is no, that's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Is Patrick Stewart doing any? More Star Treks? Uh, I believe that was la- this is last season of Picard, if I'm not oh. mistaken. So I don't think. I mean, he's. I'm amazed that he is like he's. I. I, I they need to do like one one episode for, with you. I would. I, you know what? I I agree, and I think uh, I. Let's I would, manifest it. All right, I'm ready. Y'all watch. Y'all watching. Are you watching? Like we're gonna make it happen. Okay, we're gonna make that happen. Make it happen. <laughs> um, I will say that I had an extraordinarily wonderful conversation with Jonathan Frakes, who, who is plays that? number one on um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and also oh. came back for Picard. And he's directed a lot of the new Star Trek um, shows, uh, Discovery, and I think uh, some of the others. And we had such a wonderful, of all places, an airport lounge. Just such a wonderful conversation about acting and how lucky we are. Yeah to get to do this and how lucky we are that we will go to conventions and people want to meet us because we want to meet them. Yeah. It's so, I, I know people think that conventions are all about the, the community and the, I hate calling them fans because we're all part of one thing. Mm-hmm. But they think it's all about the people coming, the attendees. But I 
I get so much out of actually getting to connect one-on-one with people who are taking in the things that we're yeah. creating. Because yeah. otherwise, where do you get to do that? Well, so it's, it's, I think about that a lot with musicians get that, um, yep. when they're on the road, they get that instant yep. feedback. And actors, that's why so many actors, even ones doing you know so, so much work, they're genuinely surprised when people kind of recognize them Absolutely. or come up to them. I um, think that's fascinating. I, I, it still surprises me. I, I, yeah. I'm, and especially when it's from a play. Because oh. I will still, it's, 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 it, it's mind-boggling to me that people will still recognize me from my first Broadway play, and that was 20-something years ago. That reminds me, you should do a little Shakespeare with my mom. Oh, my she goodness. A little Shakespeare with her. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> That's going to have to happen. We're going to add that to the Star Trek, Star Trek, one no, I mean, Star Trek, she, she, and then go do some Shakespeare yeah, with mom. Yeah, we'll do a little bit, yes, um, yes. But, yeah, we, we don't necessarily get that that immediate gratification of the audiences and that connection with the audiences. And my husband is a, a touring musician. Oh. And so whenever we're at his gigs, you really you feel that. You feel how everybody thrives and, and really um, just like th- the energy boils over. 100%. It's so good, right? Yeah. Like live music, there's nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing but like it. But musicians want to be actors. Some. A lot some of them. Do. A lot of them yeah. want to be, or athletes. You know, there's mm-hmm. always grass is always greener. You know, I yeah. say the grass is always greener because there's a lot of fertilizer on that side. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm it. sure there's a better way of saying it, but that's what I, no. you know, I don't, I too don't want to curse up a storm over right, here. Right, right. But that's, that's, that that's how I keep myself from having FOMO. I like that. I like, like that. There's some just, bull going on over there. I also, like, I, I, I think of the grass is always greener. At least this is maybe my way of justifying it as, no, I'm just appreciating the thing that they created. I'm not saying, yeah. I, I'm not yeah. saying mine is not good. Yeah, that's you know, for when sure. I say to When I say to another woman, oh, my God, you look so beautiful, that's yeah. not me saying I look like shit. Yeah. It's me saying you look so beautiful. Yeah. I wish I looked like that in that dress. I don't. I have a different body. That's cool. Yeah. It's all right. But, but it's usually not paid a compliment. It's usually people are seething. I talked uh, about this very recently with the group. Yeah. They're seething with uh, jealousy. I remember yeah. I, I was, I was um, visiting a friend at a new house. And this house was just amazing. It's just an incredible house. And this is probably 12 years ago or something. And I was completely broke, didn't have anything, you know, two pennies thrown up together. And I was with another friend. And we parked and we're going to go in. And my friend said, I can't do it. She said, I can't go in there. I'm going to be too jealous. Oof. So she missed a thing. So I walked in there. I walked in there and I looked around and I said, one day. That's the difference, isn't it? That's it. it. One That's day. all it is. It's the difference between whether you think you can do it, whether you use it as proof of what you can't have, yeah. or whether you use it as proof of what you can create. Yes. Like your story is such a perfect example of that, mm. because you obviously like from what was existing in front of you at the time, there was no reason for you to think immediately like, yeah, sure. I'm going to be a venture capitalist. I'm going to invest <laughs> in over 200 capitalists. Yeah, this no. is duh, duh, this is going to happen. But because you did. It happened because you saw everything along the way as proof of what was possible, not proof that someone else took your cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that along with the the be, feeling alone thing, I think that's the only a close second to the most destructive force in someone's life. Yeah, is is looking at what someone else has and say saying, oh well, that's why I can't. Yeah, or why can't I? Sure, you can. Sure. Can have that exact one. That would be weird. We but wouldn't want it. No. Wouldn't want, you want it. yours. Yeah, I want, I want that. And I think the more good energy I put out and saying, I'm so happy for my friend. Yeah. And I, I, one day I'm going to have something like this because why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. That's how you go from the, uh, A to Z 
Absolutely. In, and in the feeling. Connecting with, so this is how I set goals nowadays, and it might sound a little woo-woo, but I'm not very, every time I've tried to set a goal that was very specific, like the whole smart goals thing, specific, measurable, all that, every time I've done that, it hasn't quite resonated with me, but every time I say, ooh, that, I, I really want that thing, okay, why do you want it? What, what are you gonna feel? Yeah. What's the feeling you're chasing? Mm. Because that's the goal. Yeah. That feeling is, what, that. is is the goal, and 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 for you, I, I would imagine that so much, but specifically because of the mission that you were on with Backstage Capital, so much of the goal was I I have to make this company because it's going to do so much good in the world, and ain't nobody else doing it. Yeah. So so I I gotta be it. It's it's gonna be me. Yeah. Of course it's gonna be me because well, I, I, I definitely um, got good at not putting so much pressure on myself because we. Ten black women tend to have that one chance. Yes. You're out. But I did say, what if I could make this happen? Yeah, what what if, if I could? That'd be amazing. And yeah, I yeah, it's definitely been the motivator. And well, being know, of service, me. and I know that the word is probably thrown around too much, but there's no mm -hmm. better word mm -hmm. for it. I think being of service. If, if what you are doing is not serving some kind of a higher goal outside our own mm -hmm. desires, it doesn't last. Yeah. Like the, the, it's never satisfying. Oh, I would have stopped working on this yeah. backstage years ago. If I would it, have been so... If it weren't for... But then you get to see this film comes out, this, this yeah. TV show comes out, somebody comes up to you, your book comes out, somebody comes up to you and says, this resonated with me, this That's exactly meant this it. to me. And especially your favorite line, I felt less alone yeah. because you did X, Y, Z. I mean, I, it is, yeah. I, uh, I never thought that I could cry more happy tears than sad. I never thought that there would be a period in my life where that would happen. And I'm there now, and now I don't ever want anyone to feel that way. I don't ever want that to feel that way because these, these the, when we leak out our eyeballs, it should be because there's too much, we yeah. have to let it out. Yeah. Not it's a well of joy yeah, springing exactly, forth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very exactly. cool. Oh, I love talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I know we're gonna have to have a part two because okay. I feel like we're gonna we've scratched the surface of what we could talk about. I've loved every minute of this, and I Me appreciate too. your time. I know you're running between gigs and doing all kinds of stuff to make I, this work. I so am. I appreciate you. Thank you. No, thank you. And again, thank you for having me because I do think. Uh, Again, the, the worlds that we both walk in are much closer than a lot of people think. Yeah, yeah. And Entrepreneurship, act, the creative world. Yeah, yes. it's it's very, very similar. Yeah. And you create on a daily basis. You yeah. are actively using your creative mind mm -hmm. on a daily basis mm -hmm. to do the things you do, yeah. just like any other artist is yeah. doing. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.